Crime Curious is a true crime podcast that takes an in-depth look into real cases. The content may be triggering or inappropriate for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Crime Curious. I'm Charnel. And I'm Amber. And we have decided for the month of September that it would be fun to make our themes around songs. I know you're thinking it's brilliant, and it is. <laughs> That's what they're all, all of you thinking. listeners. It will be fun. And so this week's theme is smells like mean teen spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and mean it is. Mean it is. There are some shitty ass teens. And if you're not a Nirvana fan, you should be. <laughs> you darn well should be. So we jump to Amber's horrific Ugh, case. It's awful. It's awful. It's honestly a case that we never really wanted to cover, but so many of you amazing listeners recommended it to so us. Many. So, so many. many. It really surprised me because I feel like it's really heavily covered, but hey, we do what the listeners want. That's why we're here. Here at Crime Curious. So we're, we're here to bring you that more on that in just a second. But before we get there, this recording date is actually August 31st. Yeah. So as promised, we're about to do our drawing. If you left us a review at any platform that you listen on, we had Audible, we had Apple Podcast, we had Facebook. Um, your name is in this basket right now that I'm about to dip my little hand in and pull Pull out a lucky winner. This so, is so exciting. I know. And just remember, we will keep doing these, everyone. Just so you know, this isn't a one-time thing. Um, I think our next one is for uh, shares, Facebook shares. Yeah. We are going yeah. to, uh, there were some people that actually recommended us and shared us. I popped them into here Double too. Double whammy. Yes. Yep. That's, yep. So, that's amazing. Um, so we will, we'll can, we will put together fun things in the future as well for giveaways so this isn't your only option opportunity to win so without further ado drum roll please here we go i knew i could count on you that was that was beautiful. as good as it gets it was that was for perfect. this low budget podcast <laughs> very low budget me everyone. choking slash heaving right for a drum roll and our lucky winner is stephanie frosh Yay. Yay. So please email us, crimecurious at yahoo.com. We need your shirt size because we are going to have a shirt specially made for mm-hmm. you. And we need your mailing address so that we can mail all this huge basket out in one big ass box to you. Can I say I'm jealous? Like oh, I'm, I'm so jealous, jealous because I want that box. Oh yeah. It was it or was a beautiful. Gift basket. The box. Look on Facebook. Whatever. We have a we have a picture of it on there, everyone. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And more to come. So thank you so much for mm-hmm. your lovely, lovely review. I we read them all. Thank you, everyone who's left reviews. If you didn't, but you'd like to, please, because we're gonna keep doing this. So for future uh drawings, you'll be entered in. So you can leave us a review anytime. It just helps um all the platforms know like, hey, people enjoy listening to these chicks and it it will pop us um it'll into, get us out there. Yeah, into other people. We're really not trying to glorify ourselves. We just want to get our name out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that maybe in the future we're not so low budget and we could actually have a drum roll <laughs> instead of Amber's tongue. I mean <laughs> 
Unless you still want it. <laughs> I we will provide all want it. Amber's tongue. It's fine, Amber. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Let's carry on with Let's the case. It. This is why the people are here. Tell us the horrificness that you're bringing us today. And also, this is one where we're having a little bit of a drink with I because think, it's, yeah. you, it's you got to. Yep. It's, I'm not going to lie, my case, it really sucks. There's no other way to, to no, put it. There's not. Um, so I'm bringing you a case from Japan today. And like you said, this has been requested multiple times. And this was actually going to be my very first case that I covered when we first started. Do you remember yes. I brought the name up? Yes. And then you were like, but I don't <laughs> want to sound terrible our first case because I can't pronounce a lot of these names. Do you that, remember I that did was say one thing that. that scared you away? It did, and I still cannot pronounce those names, but, but I'm going to try. And that's okay, because <laughs> by now our listeners understand they our accept. faults. Yes, they, they do. accept us. They're as, as accepting as we are. And, you know, Dorothea came in and was like, look at me, burying bodies. That's right. So I, d- she, I went with her first. She took precedence. She did, but this was the very first one that I had started to look into and it's, it's come up a couple times, you know, it's resurfaced, so. Yes, and especially with all the people that requested it, how could you not do it? Yes. So this is the story of Junko Furuta. Mm-hmm. And this case is also known in Japan as the concrete encased high school girl and the girl who spent 44 days in hell. Mm. So there's various names, mm-hmm. you know, this case is known as in Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's a rough one. So if rough, torturous things are not for you, you know, skip ahead to the end where we're charming and funny with our brain bath. I was just, I was just going to say <laughs> the same thing. I mean, I know we trigger warning at the beginning, but I'm going to do a double trigger warning because this is really graphic. And a lot of this case is the things that this poor girl goes through. So if it's not for you, um, you know, or if you're having a bad day, Maybe wait. Right, right. Um, but or just grab know. a whiskey before grab a, you Grab drink. a scotch and a cig, whatever you got to <laughs> do. But, no, it is a rough case. So just All just right. advise um, caution. Please be advised. Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> I always wanted to sound like that, dude. It was, you did good. That was good. So Junko Furuta was born on January 18th of 1971 in Misato. Here we go, guys. <laughs> Misato Saitama Prefecture, mm-hmm. and I apologize again hey. for my butchering. We have, This is 60-some episodes in. People understand. We are not linguists. I really wanted to learn Japanese for you guys, but I just didn't have time. You're just, yeah, you're I didn't too busy have the time. making 60-some episodes to this podcast. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> Raising so, children and dogs, it's fine. Junko lived with her parents. Her father's name was Hakira Furuta, and she had two brothers. One was older and one was younger than her. I don't know her mother's name. I didn't catch that. Um, But I do know that after she finds out what happens to Junko, she has some severe mental health problems after um, everything surfaces, which, I mean, rightfully. Mm -hmm. So as a teenager, she attended the Yashio Minami High School and she worked part-time. Now, I will tell you just a very quick heads up. This case, I, I don't know if it's because it's translated to another culture. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of inconsistencies 
with reporting in this case. Sure. So I'm going to try to give you kind of both things when I find, you know, I found, you know, a couple different pieces of information that just didn't align. Yeah. And it's, it's quite frequent with this case. And I imagine you're right. There are things that are definitely lost in translation. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So again, I saw several different places that Junko uh, could have worked. And one of them was a plastic molding factory. I read that maybe she was a waitress an electronic store, and possibly a grocery store. I think it's safe to say she had an after-school job, but I'm not sure which one of them yep. that actually was. Okay. So she was saving up money for a graduation plan that she had, and she, I believe, had accepted a job at another store. Um, I think it was some kind of, like, promotion for, for her. So she had planned on taking this new job, And she was, so when we're talking about top-notch students, Junko was like the best of the best. She was really smart, super, super beautiful. Like that, the timeless beauty. I know, I've seen pictures. Yeah. Yes. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Like in today's times, she Mm -hmm. would be just as beautiful. So pretty. I guess she was... um, Edit That's that like out. the biggest compliment, by the way, that I feel like timeless anyone could, beauty. Yes, to be timeless. Like, I know. I feel like some of these eyebrows these days, they're not, not timeless. going to be considered timeless. Can we hope that they die soon? Please. <laughs> Too thick. Too thick. Take Too them thick. down a little bit. That's right. But yes. I'm not saying they need to be pencil thin like they used to do in the early no, just 2000s. A, maybe in between. Yeah. Like a little just, balance. Just have normal eyebrows, people. Junko did not have those those eyebrows. She had no, hers are beautiful flawless. eyebrows. She got really good grades, and it sounds like people were a little bit jealous of her because she did so well. Sure, she's got brains and beauty. And she, yeah, she was smart. She didn't drink. She didn't go out and party. She was like, yeah. I'm going to my job after school. I'm working hard. I'm studying. Staying and I'm focused, gorgeous. And I'm gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Freaking Taylor Swift all over again. So you there's know? probably some haters out there, Absolutely. I would imagine. That's where I got the Taylor Swift reference. I was thinking about her song. Oh, yeah. Haters the haters. Hate, mm-hmm. hate, hate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, don't own, one. I don't own rights to that music. <laughs> <laughs> always safe to, you know, always cover ourselves yeah. legally. So I'm going to tell you about our our perpetrators. I don't have a lot of background information on them, which is fine because we, we don't, don't really share. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, and I mean that. They're horrible mm-hmm. human beings. Yeah. I agree. We'll just call them Incubus and Succubus. <laughs> Our good old go-to. That's names. right. So these perpetrators, there were four teenage boys. The names were Hiroshi Miyano, who was 18 at the time. Joe Aguro, who was 17. Shinji mm-hmm. Nanacho, who was 16. Yasushi Watanabe, who yeah. was 17. Mm-hmm. I heard fuckhead one, fuckhead two, <laughs> fuckhead three, and fuckhead four. Okay. All right. And so they were actually, which we'll get to at the end, of, they were referred to as A, B, C, and D in the court reports. Oh, okay. Little, little fact. We'll get, we'll get back li- to that. I like that little fact. You know, I do, and then we'll talk about what I don't as well. Okay. Now, these boys, especially Miyano, Hiroshi, they were known to be linked to an organization. Now, these boys, especially Miyano Hiroshi, they were known to be linked to. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna compare it to like a gang okay. called the Yakuza. Mm-hmm. Now, from what I've read about the Yakuza, they are 
a really large organized crime sure you know Population. unit mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Japan like they're it's a the real deal okay. kind of like the mafia in America that's the, okay. the impression that's what that I, I was get. picturing it okay so picture like scarface yeah in Japan okay so, you know, we're talking like cutting fingers off, sending messages to family. I mean, we're talking like scary, scary, scary stuff. stuff. So this group is feared in Japan. That's the point I'm trying yeah. to make. Like if you mention the Yakuza, they're like, mm, no, yep, no don't we're want. done here. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're good. Okay. So it's it's a very feared, it's a very well-known and feared um, organization, gang, you know, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So at the time that this crime takes place the boys were using the second floor of shinjai minato's house as basically a hangout okay because yeah it's like their teenage tree fort all right for dirt bags sure because minato's parents they worked all the time so they were never home and when they were home they used the first level of the home is their living space. All right. And so left, nobody went upstairs. Yeah, left Minato alone with all of his buds upstairs. Minato, his buds, and his brother basically had, like, the whole okay. reign of the upper half of the house. Sure. So they they did what they wanted And they're the older time. teenagers at this point in time, and so... So I'm sure this was great for them. Right. Unsupervised. They yeah. could do what they want. I mean, it sounds great for me. I'd like the whole level of my, uh, <laughs> right? my house to be I just I want me, just but, a level for myself. You know. <laughs> oh... So on November 25th of 1988, this is when the case takes place, Miano and Minato were out wandering around with the intention of robbing and raping local women. And I will tell oh. you that this is not their first rodeo. Like, these are things that they did. This is just a Tuesday night for it's them. It's a Tuesday. Okay. So there's a couple different versions of how... Junko Furuta becomes their victim. I'm not sure which one is true, but I did read that Hiroshi Miyano went to school with Junko and he became, you know, fascinated with her. He wanted to date her. I have read that as well. Okay. And so he asked her out and she rejected him. Right. Because she's a good girl. Because she's a good girl and she's like, she knows how to spot trouble. I don't want no scrubs. That's right. Um, I'm sure she said that. I'm sure she did too. But so I read that, but I also read that this was a random lock of the draw. Mm -hmm. Um, They were out looking for someone to mug, rape, rob, you know, because this was what they did. Yep. And she was just wrong place, wrong time. I I honestly, just my opinion, tend to lean more toward that one because from what I've read about these boys, he didn't strike me as the type to want to court a young lady. I agree. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, he's not trying to put a ring on like, it and oh, get in the lockdown. I want a commitment. No. You know, I don't, I mean, it doesn't strike me as that kind of situation. So I'm leaning more toward they were out looking. Oh, they were out raping and pillaging. Yes. That's what they liked to do. I would agree with you there. But I also have read it both ways and thought, hmm, you know, it's just one of, one of those things. Like you said, it's either lost in translation or there's been some speculation. Yep. And it's hard to say. And we don't like to pretend like we know facts when there's clearly yeah, several out there. So one of the pieces where there's some varying information. So I'm just kind of giving you both signs. Bring it all to you. And then, you know, my two cents. Sure. So around 8.30 p.m., they spotted Faruda riding her bike home after she'd finished a shift at her job. And she was looking forward to getting home and watching her favorite TV show. There was a new episode coming out, and this was the oh, 80s. So shit. you 
you remember, like you, you missed it if you missed it. Yes, there is no going back, people. There until was no you wait binging. For runways, no, y- yes, you had to wait for that <gasps> new episode. So, so she was excited. I feel this excitement and anxiety for I her know. all at once. TGIF, the uh, yes. Friday show, oh my gosh, world, so excited. Matters, full House. I can name them all step by step. So Am I missing any? Just picture that excitement. She's like, no, I think you got, you nailed it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'm back in those days now, like, just reminiscing about Friday nights. Yes. But that's probably how excited she was. She goes to school. She works all, you know, night. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to go watch my TV show. Yeah. And that's why I'm just so angry about this case. She was such a good girl. Right. So when the two spotted Faruda, they came up with a plan to lure her in. The plan was that Minato would basically ambush Furuta on her bicycle and knock her off of it. And then Miano would swoop in like a knight in shining shit. And and he would offer to help her like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Let me help Mm -hmm. you. This guy's been, you know, doing this around here. Let me walk you home so you're safe. Wow. So we have some hero complex stuff yeah. going on, and too. so and and she she did take him up on that offer because it probably was scary when it yeah. happened for her. So he proceeds to start walking her home. There was a trail of some kind that they were taking, and so he starts walking with her, but then he leads her to a nearby warehouse where he proceeds to reveal his connection to the yakuza he drops that right away like listen Mm -hmm. i'm you know affiliated with them like i said this is well known in japan so he drops his yakuza connection and she's immediately scared because everybody knows that this is like the real deal with Mm -hmm. this gang so in the warehouse he proceeds to rape her and when he is done at the warehouse he takes her to a nearby hotel where he again rapes her he threatened to kill her family if she didn't comply with what he wanted from her again using those connections i'll have Mm. i'll have them find you find your family so this was really heavily used yes you know to keep her captive Mm -hmm. essentially so from the hotel around 12 30 a.m miano called minatu and his other friends uh, the ones i had mentioned before Mm -hmm. and he he bragged about the rape of what he had just done. Ugh. Agura, one of the other friends, reportedly asked Miano to keep her in captivity in order to let other people sexually assault her. Now, there's uh, some inconsistencies with this part as well. I've read a couple different variations. One is that they did do that. They kept her captive and let... In the warehouse? Um, at the house. Oh, at the, the house. The house, okay. Yep. That they let hundreds of men sexually assault her. Oh, my God. And then I also have read that it was just the four of them that continuously sexually assaulted her. Okay. I'm not sure which one is true. Either way is horrific. It's either one. I hope but, and pray it wasn't the hundreds of men. Oh, my gosh. But like I said, either, either way is horrible. Yes. But those were two different things I'd read. And they, I mean, they both make me sick. Yes. But Let's hope it was uh, for just for her sake, not. I can't even go there in a mental space. I know. The, the hundreds I at know. all. So around 3 a.m., Miano took Furuta to a nearby park where he met up with the rest of the boys that he had called to brag oh, sure. about what he yeah. had done. Mm-hmm. So they had learned her home address. They looked through her stuff and they oh, found fuck. a notebook with her address. So they just, again, confirmed, listen, we know where you live now. So if you don't do what we say, we will go kill your family. 
Which, can you imagine how horrible that would be? You've just been sexually assaulted multiple times, and then they're telling you, basically, no. you're going to do what we say from here yeah. on out. or your family is going to. And, and she has no reason to question and believe that they're not a part of this horrible crime society. Exactly. Because look at what they've done to her. Which, which I was just going to say, they've already been known to sexually assault other women. Yeah. So... Oh. Fun fact, I used to carry around an address book, but for my home address, it was our local sheriff's department address. Oh, good idea. I never put my actual home address in it. Take note of that, guys. Oh. I might actually do that myself. There you go. A little tip from 90s Charnel. <laughs> if you, Back some people do knew. still have address books, too, so it might be a helpful tip. So apparently when they all met up, they had this moment of, okay, well, what are we going to do with her now? And, right. you know, what, what, <clears throat> from, what, what do we do from here, basically? Now, as I mentioned, these boys had a history of raping women, but they had never actually imprisoned one before. My understanding is they had robbed them, possibly like kidnapped them for the assaults, but never actually held them captive okay. until now. Oh, as we usually see, escalation. I know. The longer they get away with it, the uh, more confident that they get. Mm-hmm. So once they decided that's what they were going to do, the four boys overpowered her and, and took her to the house that I had told you about, mm-hmm. owned by Minato's parents. Mm-hmm. And that's where they kept her, which was the perfect place because they had no supervision. They had the upper half to themselves. Nobody would check in. Wow. Um, so so, so they parents are just chilling? Oh, just you wait. Okay. Just you wait. And prepare yourself mentally. I can't remember all the details of this case, so. It's horrible. So on November 27th, Faruta's parents contacted the police because she obviously didn't come home. Yeah. So they they notified the police about her disappearance. Well, the boys figured something like that would happen because they obviously were holding her captive. Mm -hmm. So they made her, again, threatening going to kill the family if you don't do this they made her call her family Mm. and basically say listen i've run away from home i'm with a friend i'm safe don't send the police i'm good like i'm happy this is what i want yeah i'm this perfect student and and yeah but i've just decided i'm gonna run daughter this whole time but now all of a sudden like talk about a freaking a million red flags and she was she was 17 now i've read 16 i've read 17 mm-hmm. and and there was actually another birth date for her as well okay but i mean we get the general yes idea but so sh- this is what she told her parents so they called the search off for her oh my god that made my heart sink because now no one's looking for her that kills me i know now there's nobody out there looking watching nothing yes her oh voice gosh, is her completely lost. Accepted it. That's the part I struggled with too. And again, maybe like some things. Good of a student and in, in person that she was and daughter, like had never done this before, and mm-hmm. they didn't. That didn't raise a red flag. I mean, I would hope and pray. It sounded like she came from a good home. Yeah, I would hope and pray that they continued in some way to seek her out, but I don't know that. And I get that the police aren't going but to. The, but yeah, if the police are like, well, she called yeah, and they're said not going to, quote, waste resources mm-hmm. on someone who doesn't want to be found. So, yep, that was called off. No oh. further search for her. So they actually, from what I read, they forced Furuta to stop the police investigation 
herself. So I don't know if that meant she called and was like, guys, I'm fine. But she had a part in calling that off as well. Out of fear, yeah. So this is just so unbelievable to me. But it does paint a picture of the fear that this gang had on people. So when Minato's parents were present, originally they would say that Faruta was his girlfriend. Like she was just staying with them. She's there. I get the impression they did what they want anyway. So the parents were probably like, okay, fine. Yeah, whatever. You know, having a girl over all the time is nothing compared to what I'm sure they're figured they were capable of. So they, they played this role for a little while until they realized that his parents were not going to notify the police because they were so scared of their own frickin' son. And his friends now that they became aware of what was going on in this house and they were not going to say anything and they don't say anything. Oh my gosh. I I told you that. And like I said, I don't know the fear that they had. I know. I don't want to assume. I was just going to say fear can do so much to a person. I mean, if this gang really goes and kills family members and cuts fingers off and whatever, I get it. And how many members of that gang had been in their home? Exactly. You know, that their son had been bringing up and down and they saw on a daily basis. So, And I believe that's probably, that played a part in them being able to do whatever they wanted upstairs. Like, just keep it up there. We're down here working and living separately from you. Yeah. So. I can't imagine. What a betrayal to raise someone and then have them take over your house like that. I felt sick, too, just thinking about them knowing what was going on. Mm -hmm. Inside their home and being able to turn their... I don't know what I would have done. I'm not going to say that I would do this or this, but I can't imagine knowing that was going on and, and not, not saying anything. trying to do something. Yeah. So the group held Furuta captive for anywhere from 40 to 44 days. I've seen both again, but it's somewhere in that um, oh, An eternity. Frame. And it would have been an eternity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a trigger warning from here because I'm going to go over some of the things that happened to this poor, poor girl. Okay. And so I'm going just to be just drink the whole time. Show your drink. So you won't hear me commenting unless it's into a can. I'm going to offer you an incentive, though. I do have two brain baths for you today. Okay. I I have a really good story and then I have a really funny story. So just like hold on to okay. that. All right. Thank you. I'll, that'll help me get through this. And you guys know I don't like the graphic stuff either, but I do feel it's important to share this girl's story because my understanding is that it kind of got swept under the rug a little bit. So we're not doing that. All right. Not on Crime Curious. Not on Crime Curious. We're all about making sure our victims' memories live on. Okay. So according to the boys' statements, this would obviously be after they were caught because they Mm -hmm. do get caught. Um, The four boys repeatedly raped her. They shaved her pubic hair and forced her to dance while um, they played music and masturbate in front of them. They would do this to basically get turned on to rape her. They would often leave her on the balcony in the middle of the night with no clothing. Now, this was something that I read. She was naked the whole time. The whole time. Yeah, I think I read that too. Basically just kept captive with no clothes on. Not I think. I know I read that too. Yeah. And so, and the other part that makes this so horrible is she would spend a lot of time out on this balcony. It was like November, December. Mm-hmm. It was cold. Mm-hmm. And she would often have to stay out there after they tortured her. So this is just. And just imagine. Horrific. Being 
naked that long and never having the comfort of clothes. So degrading to just yes. have to walk around and be yes. violated all the time and not be able to cover up. Mm-hmm. And So they inserted objects into her vaginal and anal areas, including lit matches, a metal <gasps> rod, broken bottles. Oh, my God. And they force-fed her with large amounts of alcohol, milk, and water. Around the third week that Junko was there, she actually was able to kind of not escape but find a phone, and she went to call the police. And this part, it just kills me. Um, She actually, as soon as the phone connected and she was going to speak to someone, she was discovered. And so she had to hang the phone up. She didn't get to say anything. She was discovered. And so... Um, as a punishment for this, the boys would drop large dumbbells onto her abdomen Mm-mm. and also onto her hands and feet, smashing them. Mm. Miano also burned Faruda's legs and arms with lighter fluid. And so these were called sessions that these basically torture incidents, they would call them sessions. Sessions. And so the, these things that they did as this punishment, they carried their, on their into tor- sessions. Torture yes. was different sessions. Horrific torture. So they would continue to drop the dumbbells on on her abdomen, on her feet and hands. Like this was a regular thing that they would do to her. By the end of December, Faruda was severely malnourished. And after she was being only fed very small amounts of what got down to just being milk, it sounds like. She was estimated at the beginning to be about 5'4", 120 pounds. And when she was found, she was only 77 pounds. Oh, So they my were God. starving her. They were completely starving her. Oh. She was forced to eat her own urine and feces. No. Which I read also helped her to sustain herself in some way. I don't know if that was forced or if that was something she, she did, did for survival. Okay. Um, there was also reports that she had to eat live cockroaches. And again, I don't know if that was her just trying right. to survive or if that was part of her mm-hmm. torture. So far, that's the least grotesque thing that you've told me all night. I know. Actually. And isn't that sad that that's like the least? Yeah. Yeah. When our bar is eating cockroaches, that, mm-hmm. that says a lot about mm-hmm. what the situation is. Due to her severe injuries and infected burns... Because she got the lighter well, fluid repeatedly. Got infected. It got yeah. really infected. Oh, this poor baby. And so she was so weak that she could barely move. And she basically became confined to the floor of Monado's room. Like yeah. she, she couldn't right. move what else or do she anything. Do? Yeah. Junko once took two hours to basically crawl, try to crawl to the bathroom because she couldn't use her hands or feet. They were they were smashed from these dumbbells that they used. Yeah. So she took two hours to try to go to the bathroom. And then when she finally got there, she made a mess. And then she was beaten all over again for that. Oh, my God. And these are things they're willing to tell once they were caught. They did. And they actually ended up confessing very quickly to this, mm. which is unbelievable, all the stuff they did. I, I think they're proud of it. But, I mean, she was found dead. So they... Yeah. Disclosed all of this some way. Yeah. I don't know if it was pinning one against another. True. I don't really know, but yeah, I'm not. I don't care. Dicklemeyer, A, B, C, or D. It's just you know that's their names now. Yeah, that's easier than whatever the fuck their real names are. So 
So the reason that she had this accident and she was starting to have accidents all the time is because these weights being dropped on her, her organs were shutting down from being beaten so much. So she was having accidents. So another thing that I read is that it was common for them to put fireworks into various parts of her body. What the um, fuck? Anally, vaginally, and they would light the, the fireworks off. What? Um, and this was something that they apparently did frequently. How was this even? How is she? That part. Ooh, how? That one hurt. That one just, it's really hard for me because I cannot imagine the, like the humiliation. Mm-mm. That she went through with, with that. And the pain. Mm-hmm. And. You guys knew I was going to cry, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. I can't not cry for her. So toward the end of her days, Junko repeatedly be- just begged the boys to kill her. Just please kill me. I was actually going to say that before you got to the firework part. But now that we've gotten to the firework part that. And I there's really, just no- honestly, if this is what her outcome was going to be, why couldn't it have been sooner? Mm-hmm. And we've had other cases where it got to that, where they're just begging to yes. just please end it. Yes. I, I can't imagine how just horrific this was for her. And you're begging to die. Because mm-hmm. that that is better than... And, and I understand it. I would have been too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Feruda's, appear- Feruda's appearance was drastically altered because of these brutal attacks. Um, Her face was so swollen, it was hard to even tell who she was anymore. Mm. And her body was so severely crippled. And because of these severe burns that she had that were obviously untreated, she had a horrible skin infection. And it was starting to actually smell. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. So this caused the boys to lose their sexual interest in her. So they didn't want... To sexually assault her anymore because she was she smelled horrible. Because of what they've done to her. Yes. Okay. Well, there's one small blessing, but is that when they then started inserting objects in the fireworks and stuff? You know, that's a good question. I don't know the time frame of that. Okay. If, if what you the know, sequence was yep, or whatnot. I'm okay. not sure, but because they weren't sexually attracted to her anymore. They did go out and they raped another 19-year-old girl because yeah, of they, course. they Why not? obviously needed to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it That's was the what same. All, what all Dinkelmeyers would do in that situation. Can we just appreciate Dinkelmeyer? Yeah. That's I'd a good word. I don't know if it's Dinkelmeyer or Dickmeyer. I can't remember what I called them earlier, but either Dinkelmeyer way. Dinkelmeyer <laughs> for yeah. now. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it was a similar situation to Junko's. They had found this poor girl riding her bike home from work, just like her, just like Junko. Of course. And, um, and they sexually assaulted her. So on January 4th of 1989, so this is just after the new year. Yeah. Um, and they captured her. The 27th of November. Yes. Okay. Yep. So Miano had lost a game of, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, but Mahjong? Mahjong? Okay. And he was mad. So he decided he was going to go home and take his anger out on Junko. Yeah, why not? And so she, because of his anger, was subjected to an extra long session this time, which lasted over two hours. Now, my understanding, if I didn't mention it before, is that the other sessions would last like a half hour, you know, like they were shorter. Mm-hmm. But this one was they two got hours. Bored. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the group all got in on this. They kicked her and punched her. 
They ignited a candle and dripped hot wax on her face, placed two short candles on her eyelids, and forced her to drink her own urine again. After kicking her, she fell into a stereo unit and collapsed and uh, had a fit of convulsions. Since she was bleeding so profusely and pus was emerging from her infected burns, Mm. the boys covered their hands in plastic bags so they could beat her and the pus wouldn't get onto their hands. Yeah. So they continued to beat her and drop the iron exercise, uh, the dumbbells onto her stomach several times, and then they poured lighter lighter fluid on her again, um, this time onto her thighs, arms, face and stomach and they set her on fire again for the umpteenth for time. the um and the, yes this has happened repeatedly yes. but my understanding this is more so already or her already burned skin Faruda allegedly made attempts to put the fire out mm. but gradually became unresponsive and can i just say thank god yep. yep she eventually went into shock and died after all of that happened and i i'm Happy to report that as the end of her torture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't believe how long she lived with the I torture can't that she endured. That that to me was part of this that was just astonishing is that she lived that long. Mm-hmm. I don't know that my spirit would have been able to make it that long, honestly. So less than 24 hours after her death, Minato's brother had called to tell them that she appeared to be dead because... I don't believe that they, I think they just kind of left her there unresponsive. Yeah, just like. Yeah. Oh, no, we're done. Mm-hmm. That's that. Yep. Like a, a mean little boy that had just ripped off the wings off from a fly or something and just left it. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So um, the brother calls to, to say like, hey, I think she's dead. So afraid of being penalized for murder, the group wrapped her body in blankets and they put her into a travel bag. And so they were going to discard of her body, but then they, you know, decided to up the ante just a little bit. And I believe either one of, um, and I forgot to note, so I apologize, I don't have the detail, but either one of them or, like, the brother worked at a construction okay, um, site or something mm-hmm. like that. So they were able to get a 55-gallon um, bucket. Drum. Okay. A drum. Yes, a drum. And they put her into that. Okay. And then they poured concrete into it. Oh, shit. So, at least she's gone. They didn't do this when she was alive. Yep, she is. She has passed away at this point. But they fill this with concrete, and then they loaded it up to dispose of. They they put it into a cement truck to dispose of it. I believe that they kind of got lazy with the disposal. They ended up just kind of dumping it randomly. I think they were going to take it, try to do a better job, basically. But they ended up just kind of dumping it like randomly. Well, they had important shit to get to, I'm yes, sure. Yes, I'm sure they did. They're very important people in their eyes. So a little bit of time goes by before anything unfolds. January 23rd of 1989, Miano and Agura were arrested for that for the gang rape of that 19-year-old girl that I told oh, you about yeah. during all of that time. Dinkelmeyer 1 and 2, arrested. Yes. Okay. <laughs> thing 1 and Thing 2 yes. were arrested. Good. Now I'm not clear if they were held on bond, if they or if they were held in jail, or if they bonded out. Okay, is, is what I meant to say, um, because they weren't interrogated until the 29th of March. So little sure. time went by. All right, but they did. Fi- the police found underwear 
women's underwear at both of their addresses. Okay. So, uh, like you grandma's know, underwear <laughs> you know, or just. I believe linked to that rape. Okay. I see. So, during the, and I don't know if that was at the house that they were hanging out at because they all basically like lived there all the time. Yeah. But it just, you know, they found these underwear. So, during the interrogation, Miano believed that one of the officers was aware of Faruda's murder because the officer played a little bit of like a mind game with him and sure basically said something about like murdering someone because well, the officer is it okay is to not, murder someone you know that kind yeah. of thing the officer is not stupid and knows this this 19 year old was not their, their first, first situation mm-hmm. so he miano immediately thinks that they're hinting toward uh junko Faruda's yeah. death and he basically spills the beans like immediately they didn't even have to work for it what he a was, wonderful little mind fuck that was yeah he was just like yep this is what happened and these are the people that were involved and it really unf- like I said it unfolded fairly quickly the one that thought he was the big bad ringleader isn't that amazing <laughs> Dinkelmeyer one they do mm-hmm. all of these horrific things act so big and bad and they crumble mm-hmm. yep immediately yeah. and they the rest of them did too once they brought the other ones in and questioned them they all just confessed Good. very quickly yeah police found the drum containing containing Furuta's body the following day they they told the police where the drum was okay she was identified via fingerprints because she was not her body was so badly decomposed at of that course. time between what and, it had been through yes. and then the cement exactly yeah so on April 1st of 1989, Joe Agura was arrested for a separate sexual assault and rearrested then for Faruda's. We are arresting you during yes. your arrest, yes. sir. Two arrests. So the rest of the other three and then also Minato's brother followed because he had some kind of, you know, he certainly knew well, he about knew it. He knew about, about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, he's the one that called and was like, hey, this chick's hey, dead. she's dead. Yeah. So I, I don't. I never read that he was involved, but he definitely was a bystander of some kind through Mm -hmm. all of this. Or was possibly a part of the rape in the beginning, but not necessarily the torture. Yeah. Yeah. As I I had mentioned at the beginning, the boys during court were, they were referred to as A, B, and A, B, C, and D. Mm -hmm. That is because they were considered juveniles at the time. And so in Japan... And I think, I mean... It is here, too. It is. I was just going to say, across the board, they can't reveal the names. I know, but when it's this, like they shouldn't have been tried as juveniles. Mm -hmm. Well, funny you mention that. So one of the journalists that um, was covering this case discovered their identities. And they decided, because uh, this was so horrific, they just he decided to go against that... Um, tradition. Oh, wow. And, or that law. Mm-hmm. And he put their names on blast. Hell yeah. Shuk- Shukan Bunchum. Bunchum. Um, do we have the clapping? Thank you, Shukan. Yes. And I'm sorry for butchering your name because you deserve better than that. We gave him, but we gave him the, but we gave him sound the effects applause. Cla- applause. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he decided I'm putting their names out there because this is so horrible. People need to know. Behaviors that you exhibited against this girl was adult-like, so you can be treated as such. Absolutely. Okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna talk about the trial and the outcome of this after these boys were uh, arrested, and I should give a trigger warning again because this kind of 
Justice was not served. Let okay. me just say that. You can say it was horseshit. It was horseshit. <laughs> well, thank you, because we <laughs> we like to be forewarned before we get into some horseshit. I, I know you do. Yep. So all four boys pled guilty to committing bodily injury that resulted in death rather than murder. What? I can't make this stuff up. Because it took 44 days before she died. So bodily injury yeah. for 40 to 44 Not days. Not murder. So that's what they pled guilty to. Oh, my to. God. Um, now, what we had mentioned that they were ju- juveniles. And so um, typically in Japan, you know, these cases would be seen in a juvenile court. And they were really big on the, with the juvenile cases, the rehabilitation um, rather than the punishment, rather than punishment, like let's let's give treatment or whatever uh, to rehabilitate back into society. I feel like I just want you to shut up right now. <laughs> I don't want to know anymore. Now I will say they did try the the boys in an adult court, but they were still juveniles. Great, they got a big boy court, but they, got, they didn't get they got a, a big boy court. But they didn't get a big boy sentence. It sounds like. <sighs> All right. So in okay. July of nineteen ninety. A lower court sentenced Hiroshi Miyano, who was the leader of all of yeah. this. Like, he was known to be the leader of the pack, to 17 years in prison. He did a try, He did try to appeal the sentence. Oh, my which gosh. Which I'm not surprised the to hear. The balls of this, and this is funny. So when he appealed it, one of the uh, Tokyo High Court judges, he actually... Um, Added three years on. Oh, good. So he got 20 years in prison. The audacity. 20 years, that's it? I know. This is hard for me. How about a year for every day she was tortured, at least? I just, I struggle so much because anyone capable of doing this to another human being does not deserve to be out in 20 years. This isn't just horse shit. This is elephant shit. Oh my gosh, a massive massive mound of it. Yes, one of the grandfather elephants. If you will, who's grandpa's real, load? That's right, grandpa's load. That did not. That didn't sound good. No, I don't <laughs> need a shower now. Yeah. Okay, so there was also reports that Miano's mother uh, reportedly paid um, some money uh, in compensation to the family ordered by the civil court um, to the to Junko's family. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that's, you know, something I had read. Okay. Well, money can't bring their daughter back, so shove it up your anus. So, exactly. Like, that's never going to take the pain away Mm-mm. from losing their daughter the way that they did. Miano was denied parole in 2004. He obviously was trying when, when he was eligible. So, Miano was actually, he was released from prison in 2013. Oh, my gosh. Yep, and he was out and free. He was, however, rearrested in 2013 for fraud. Wow, I'm surprised that he would reoffend because he just seems like mm-hmm. rehabilitation would really work on a guy like that. And I'm going to tell you, three out of four of these boys uh, go on to reoffend. What? Yeah, aren't wow. you shocked, Amber? You mean, you mean to tell me that a light sentence doesn't teach people right from wrong? We're learning so many new things oh, here today. Oh, gosh, I love to be educated. Hmm. Now I need you to clench, clench your uh, your butt cheeks. All right, my sphincter is closed. Because the rest of the, the sentences are um, 
They're insulting. I'm sorry. Nobuharo Minato, who was originally, he originally received a four to six year sentence for the crime. Uh, He was resentenced to a five to nine year sentence by a judge. I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce the name. Okay. (laughs) He was 16 at the time of the murder. Minato's parents and brother were not charged. And this was the the house. The Minato is where the like they yeah, helped. Yes. Yep. So the, the parents. So none of them were charged in in the murder. Uh, okay. Faruda's parents were completely dismayed by these sentences. Oh, I, I, I mean, mean that, it's it's as insulting as the crime. It's so so insulting, and I would I feel like this would lead to some of this mental breakdown that we see her mom have to like you find out what happened to your daughter and then the people that did it basically get nothing yeah and the court system it's just like the whole system no one cares like no one that that's the message that it was sent to me that my child's life tossed away insignificant yes thank you Mm -hmm. yeah my child's life is just completely insignificant to everybody else except for us yeah what a freaking slap with a wet cod right across the face. <sighs> a smelly one, yes, too. Yes, I'm just, this is not okay. It's it's not. And is this one of those cases that led to harsher punishment for violent offenders or not, no? Not this one. Um, there was another one that happened a little bit later that did. Um, it was a juvenile case, but the, not directly after this, which it should okay. have. Yeah. Oh, wow. Minato, he was released uh, from prison, and he moved in with his mom. (laughs) He didn't work or anything like that, um, not productive. And then in 2018, he was arrested again for attempted murder after beating a 32-year-old man with a metal rod and slashing his throat with a knife. Wow. You know what? So there we go. That's on the freaking system right there. Five to nine years. Oh, my gosh. Five to nine years? Because it was attempted? And not, he didn't, oh my gosh. So, so when for he the, gets his, out. For Junko, I mean, five yeah. to nine years. And then he's back out doing this. I don't know how much he was sentenced for this one, but I okay. hope to God he's in there for life. No. I should follow up with it that. It doesn't sound like he will be. Probably not. It, so Yashu, Yasushi Watanabe was originally sentenced three to four years in prison. <laughs> he received an upgraded sentence to five to seven years. He was seven ta- He was 17 at the time of the murder. So he is also out. Um, he, I believe, is the only one who did not reoffend through okay. all of this. That hasn't ended up back in prison for something. Thus far. Um, thus far, yes. The fourth boy, Joe Agura, he served eight years in a juvenile prison before he was released in 2004. Um, he was 17 at the time of the murder. After his release, he took a different name, Kamas. Saku or something, Kamasaku, and he was a. It sounds like he was adopted in by a supporter that he had through through his sentencing, which is isn't that just it's disgusting to isn't me? Isn't that, that incredible? Anyone could get a supporter in all this. Now he is one that is said to have bragged about his role in the kidnapping, wow. rape, and torture of Junko Furuda. He was proud of it. Keep hitting me with the good news here, don't yeah, you, Amber? It's, My all, God. it's almost over. In 2004, he was rearrested for assaulting acquaintance of his because he thought his girlfriend at the time may have been involved with with this person. And who's dating this man? I was just going to say that. Who People. is dating this man? What? So he beat this person, you know, pretty badly. Yeah. And he was rearrested for that. So oh, we you have, mean he was violent? 
Yeah, he was huh. violent again. Weird. This is just, again, insulting is the word that comes to mind. Like, it they is. They all got out. They yep. all reoffended except for one. And, and if they're, if her parents are following up with their reoffenses, how are they not just like, yep, could have prevented that, could have prevented that had you served my daughter justice. you None of this would have happened to these people. It is disgusting. I know. It's, I am completely disgusted. The, Not that anybody system. cares that little <laughs> Charnel is sitting in her well, they basement should be. disgusted, but the I The system am. seriously failed yes. this family. Yes. I don't think anyone that is capable of that type of violence, lack of empathy, zero remorse. I, and I'm saying that not because of the way that they may have acted afterwards. I'm saying that 40 to 44 days. To be able to do that to another human being day in and day out shows what kind of absolute garbage sewage monster you are and there is no coming back from that so go back to the depths of the sewer where you belong i agree and completely. let Raphael and the ninja turtles take care of your you ass know what? they don't even deserve the ninja turtles care and love oh no not care and love i'm talking oh, about an ass take whooping care of, take okay. care of absolutely yes now that I agree with. Thank you. I was going to say, they don't deserve to hang and I have would, pizza with the turtles. I would okay. never assume they're going to be friends with Raphael, okay, or any of the, the turtles. The turtles would not be having this case. Donatello wouldn't let it happen anyway. Absolutely but, not. Master Splinter isn't mm, having it. No, no. So I'm going to tell you one last piece of this very disturbing you know, this is so horrific, everything that happened. After the sentencing and after everything was done, Joe Agura, his mother, is rumored to desecrate Junko Furuta's grave. Shut your face, no. Stating that she had ruined her her son's life. I think your anger is displaced there, madam. Yeah, that I I really had to read that a couple times. And now I'm understanding just how your genetics that you spewed out of your vagina became so evil because... It does paint a picture of how he probably yeah was was raised was raised. I get um, it. It's someone else's fault. Yeah, yeah. And I just, what kind of a human being are you to I, to I go desecrate a grave like that? I can't, oh a my grave goodness. Of, that your son murdered. Oh my gosh! If that is in fact true, I know I, I can't I, even. I, my I brain hope. can't even come up with something that is mean enough that should happen to you. You know, I hope you're sewing one day and the needle just goes right up your thumbnail mm, that's a good horrible. one that would hurt really bad repeatedly or maybe that's what should happen to you in the afterlife over and over and over again every single day <sighs> i agree i'm done now yeah. sorry <laughs> <laughs> that was violent and angry as well but and you meant it i you meant that i was not at all about, I'm, I'm not sorry that i mean it don't I'm you just, don't you take it back oh nope, you meant it i did um, but yeah, that was just the, I was like, after reading all of that, and, and I hope that's not true, but unfortunately, I, I believe it is. Right. Um, so it's a no-brainer that this this case caused a lot of controversy because of the Definitely. late sentences. I mean, the sentences were a, a complete joke. Yes. I can't you can't even, even believe call it's them real. sentences. No. That's a session in prison compared to what she did, or what she endured, excuse me. And it just amazes me because, I mean, I feel like everybody was completely shaken by this case. Even the judge in this case had mentioned Junko suffered such a horrific death that her soul is probably still on earth mourning. And that's oh so, my like, gosh. Isn't that so 
that's so sad. I hope that's not true. I hope it is not true either. But I hope she is haunting them if it is. I agree. If she can't leave this the damn plane, end. then please let her get vengeance somehow. Junko's funeral was held on April 2nd of 1989. Her friends and family were there. Unfortunately, after um, Junko's death and everything that happened, her parents separated, which I, I mean. I know. I, yeah. yeah. I get it. I yep. do. Yeah. Unfortunately, Junko's mom, did, as we had talked about, did not do well afterwards, and she ended up ne- needing um, serious mental health. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it. I would treatment. Too. Yep. And was hospitalized, I think, for a while, mm. which it just breaks my heart. Like, there's no happy outcome for this. Her parents mm. stayed out of the media, so there wasn't a lot of um, they didn't just reporting. They didn't just ruin Junko's life. They her ruined, whole family. They ruined everybody who loved her's life as well. You could never recover from knowing your child went no. through something like that. Nope. You you couldn't recover. No. There's no way. It's, that's Junko's story. It's horrible. It May is. she rest in peace. I hope her soul is not, not on mourning. This plane. Yes. I hope it is very much in peace and happiness I after agree. all of this happened. I agree. Thank you. I know that this is probably the hardest case that you have ever covered. It was difficult. You did cry three times. So <sighs> there is that. It's usually only once on bad cases. So I know this one touched. This was hard for you to research and to do. It was. So it was difficult. Our listeners wanted it. You brought it to them. Thanks for being strong enough to do that and uh, keeping her story alive. And that's why we did it. Yes. Because I feel like, uh, you know, the. With the light sentence. With the light sentence. Yep. And the fact that these assholes are roaming free. And well, I know they've reoffended and some of them are in prison, but they're going to get out again. Uh huh. People need to know. And that's why I feel like her story needs to be shared because, yep. you know, she can't justice be forgotten. was not served nope. in this case. And she does not, she cannot be forgotten. And those things need awareness because that's, it's a bunch of BS yep. when this happens. Yep. Something this bad, there's yes. no excuse. No. What I did for you is I found a couple different uplifting things for you to, okay. to leave with today I because this was so horrible. I've got my favorite towel and robe and I'm ready for a bath. <laughs> Too much? I like. <laughs> no, I think it's you're setting the tone. Okay. Get the bubbles. I have a feeling someday some Get listeners are going to be like, I want to listen to those girls that I, they clean each other at the end. <laughs> Breastfeed. Yes. Um, yeah, those yeah. girls. As I had mentioned, I found two little... Um, Ditties about Jack Little and ditties. Diane. <laughs> Another theme. Write it down. <laughs> um, and so, because I thought you needed double I div- I cleansing do. after yeah. what we just went through. I'm not so. even certain I have a brain anymore after what you've just put oh, me through. I know it's so much. Hopefully, these things will leave you in a better place. Okay. Um, <laughs> this one is so good. It's so simple. Yet so refreshing. The title is. Two men arrested after vehicle search finds drugs in bag marked bag full of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. Um. Just in case they got it mixed up with their bag full of cans. They were very clearly yes. organizing. I love it. There's somebody might be OCD there. <laughs> Yes, that's, I was thinking that too. That's some Pinterest you know, labeling. It says... Um, Two men were arrested in Santa Rosa County, Florida. Of course, we got <laughs> to give props Florida. To, to Florida. We love Florida. Um, after law enforcement said they found illegal drugs in a bag labeled bag full of drugs. 
the men were pulled over by a state trooper for allegedly speeding 25 miles over the limit, which is a great idea when you have a bag, a bag full, full of, of drugs. drugs. <laughs> Labeled as such. Santa Rosa canine deputies assisted FHP on a traffic stop on I-10 where a large amount of narcotics were discovered. Note to self, do not traffic your illegal narcotics in a bag labeled bag full of drugs. Our canines can read. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. Our canines can read. (laughs) I love it. I love that they have a a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what they did find was 75 grams of methamphetamine, 1.36 kilograms of GHB, 1 gram of cocaine, 3.6 grams of fentanyl, shame on you, 15 MDMA tablets and drug paraphernalia. So they had... You just described a drug cootery board. Yes. They I mean, they had drug a, cootery. a sampling had, of it all. Yes. Not only... I mean, I feel like they were proud of their collection, and that's why the, it was labeled. Because it couldn't just say meth, because, I mean, this was a buffet. Much more. Much more. Of drugs. So wow. I just loved that title. Um, and I, I just, I, it drew I you feel in, like it? they had a good laugh about yeah, that one. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Well, it made their job easy. So like, thanks guys. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for making this really easy. They may have on their Pinterest a, an actual board called drug cootery. I'm not going to lie. I laughed about it all day because it's just, <laughs> for sure. it's so simple, but it's just like, can you imagine searching yep. that car and you're like, is well, this... Is it really this easy? Right, for sure. Like, you know they're looking at their partner like, that can't be, It's a joke, right? Right. And then they open it and they're like, like, wow, this is, it's really that easy. It really is a drug, a bag full of drugs. Cool. So, I hope you enjoyed that one. Of course, maybe they thought, hell, if we're going to go down, we might as well at least go down making them laugh. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Because if, you know, if your car is going to get searched, they're going to search it whether it has a label on it or not. Yes. You're right. They're like, well, if we get caught. Yeah, maybe they had a sense, the dealers had a sense of humor too. Or they were just really polite and they're like, you know what, if we get caught, we're going to help the police out and just give them the bag of drugs. Here you go. So good. Okay, so I have one more for you and it's so cute. I just love it. Okay, so this is called Reunited Pups. When California Animal Control Authority seized 78 bulldogs from a backyard breeder in 2017, more than 3,000 people offered to adopt the neglected animals. In December, about a dozen lucky owners and their rescued pets organized a reunion to celebrate how far they'd come. So one year ago, it says, so a quote from the the article says, one year ago, the dogs had urine-soaked paws, no hair, and wounds everywhere. Oh, um, this was from the WEGS shelter manager. They had never been touched by people, and they were in crates. They were breeding oh. stock. Look what a year of of being loved does. Look at this picture. Am I going to cry? You. It is the cutest picture you'll ever see. I might cry. Oh, this is their look reunion. at those babies. I feel like we should post this. Yes. With their case, because it's so cute. These are the Aww. the adapters of all of the bulldogs, and they got them together for a little party. That's, oh, and they got to visit their siblings. Isn't that so Aww, precious? That is. So hopefully a little bit of your faith in humanity is restored after this that really difficult help. case, that there's still yes. some good. Left um, to live for. Yes. Yeah. We just, we need to be better humans after we hear all of this horrible we do. stuff. Thank you for and that. And get a bulldog. And get, yes. And adopt a pet if you can. Yes. <laughs> this is our saying. first ad for, I don't know, 
what yet, but right. adopt a pet. Pet shelters, apparently. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, so All that right. was it. Thank you. Well, follow us on socials. Email us case suggestions or your own funny brain bath to, to crimecurious at yahoo.com or Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever is most convenient for you. We We're everywhere. We are. We hope you guys keep it curious and we hope you keep listening. And uh, until next time, guys. Bye bye.